Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide Uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become Uncommon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and today we have my friend Sean McDermott on the show to hear his faith story and how he met Jesus. Sean played on the men's basketball team at Butler University for four seasons, scoring nearly 1,000 points in that time, spent one season with the Memphis Grizzlies, and currently is playing with the Memphis Hustle in the NBA G League. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Noah. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Sean, we're excited to hear your story today and start us off by sharing a little bit uh, about your upbringing. I know basketball had a huge role uh, for you growing up, but kind of share with us what, what role faith had for you uh, in your early days. Yeah, so like you said, basketball played a huge role in my life um, in my early years. Um, I grew up in a basketball family. Um, my grandpa was a two-time state champion, um, Indiana high school basketball coach. Uh, my mom played college basketball. Um, Both her brothers played college basketball. Um, One's gone on to be a college coach, um, head coach, assistant coach. Um, So grew up in a basketball family. Um, And honestly, sports occupied pretty much all of our life. Um, Spent random Sundays in church, um, but I would say I was far from having a personal relationship with Jesus um, in my early years. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Sean, I can relate to that in a lot of ways. I think for my personal walk, just having the, the church traditions kind of in place, right? Sometimes they call those people priesters uh, coming on Christmas and Easter, but definitely not the aspect of relationship. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing that. Um, sure. and a big part of your testimony is definitely your fight with a staph infection uh, during your high school years. Obviously, you're having a lot of success in the sport of basketball, uh, but share with us a little bit, little bit about that story and that fight with that staph infection and what impact that had on you on your faith journey. Yeah, so uh, going into my junior year of high school, so 17 years old, mm-hmm. um, I just wasn't feeling well, didn't feel right, came home from some practices. Um, long story short, went to the hospital multiple times. They just told me I was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually they called me back in, rushed me by ambulance to Indianapolis, um, and had to rule out some pretty scary things, some, some different forms of cancer, some different diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, and they landed on a staph infection that had gotten into my bloodstream, um, and was making its way to my heart. Mm-hmm. So they said, probably, honestly, I was one day away from, from not making it. Um, wow. and in the grand scheme of things, like looking at, at that, like I said, I didn't really have a personal relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of through that that I realized that life was about a lot more than just basketball. Like I had been approaching life as I have to succeed in basketball, uh, one, to prove the people around me right, um, the mm-hmm. people that love me and cared about me, but also 
kind of seeking approval from everybody else and, and trying to prove everybody that said I couldn't do uh, get to college wrong, trying to mm-hmm. prove people that said I would never play professionally wrong. Like my life had become idolizing basketball 1000 mm-hmm. yeah. um, percent. And in that moment, in the moment where I'm laying there not knowing if I'm going to live or not, kind of hit me like, yeah, I believe in God. But is that all that I want to do is just believe or Mm. am I going to have a personal relationship? And that was nothing that I could have done myself. Um, That was Jesus chasing me down um, throughout my life and realizing in that moment that he was using this um, to bring me closer to him. But as much as I wish I could say, I immediately snapped into that personal relationship and Mm. started chasing him the same way he had been chasing me. Um, I didn't, and it still, still took pr- plenty of years for that to happen. Definitely, Sean. And I appreciate you sharing that testimony. I think uh, for a lot of us, we haven't experienced that that close-to-death um, thing, whether it be um, a, an illness or something like you had, a rare infection. Uh, but I appreciate you sharing. It's definitely uh, one step, I think, that, that the Lord used um, for you in your journey, and I appreciate you sharing that. That's awesome to hear. Um, and Sean, you did have a really unique opportunity playing Division One basketball in a school like Butler. Um, share with us a little bit how playing the game you loved at such a high level impacted your spiritual walk and what challenges you faced during your time at Butler that might have done the same. Yeah, I think uh, as much as basketball played a role, I think it was the relationships that I built in college mm-hmm. um, that helped me to grow on my walk. Um, I had some people who really cared for me, um, who really led me, um, whether it be leaders through athletes in action. Um, There were teammates that were willing to walk with me and help guide me um, in my walk. Um, And then, you know, meeting you and some different managers, um, Connor Oswald, just some different guys that that have a relationship with Christ. And I think as much as I got from basketball, it was still basketball, it's still a game. Um, Mm -hmm. But the relationships that I was able to create in college um, and and fellowship that, that, was brought through those relationships mm-hmm. um, is ultimately what helped me in my walk the most in college more than anything else. Um, also coach Val, um, coach Meyer, yeah. coach O just a lot of different guys who yeah. have personal relationships with Christ. And, and we were able to all kind of walk and maneuver through that together. I'm mm-hmm. um, in a basketball setting. Definitely Sean. I appreciate you sharing too about the coaching staff at Butler. I think even, uh, having the opportunity to be a part of that as a manager was incredible for me and a huge part of my testimony as well, just seeing the faithfulness of, of Coach Val and his, his attributes. I think I heard him swear maybe twice in, in four years yeah. being there. I mean, it's impressive uh, for a coach mm-hmm. at that level to be able to lead in that way. So I appreciate you sharing. Um, definitely something that's that's really true about that program. Um, and, Sean, a, a big part of, of my testimony at Butler is obviously seeing you grow spiritually uh, for the three seasons I spent with you there kind of share with us what was happening in your life um, maybe more of a personal level outside of basketball that allowed that to happen and when did you feel like you really gave your life to Christ and surrendered to him yeah so I think um, there were a lot of things Uh, there were moments where basketball wasn't going as well as I wanted it to Um, so I wasn't getting the satisfaction from the sport that I always thought it would bring I had also gotten into a serious relationship with, with my now wife, um, who honestly has walked with the Lord all the days of her life. Um, she was raised in a, in a Christian family. Um, so to be around them helped to shape that 
Um, my my mom had to battle through cancer. My grandpa mm. passed away unexpectedly. Um, so I think there were just small stepping stones in college that kind of helped lead me to Christ. Totally. Um, but I would honestly say that it wasn't even until probably the last, my senior year of college, um, mm. or maybe even the summer following my senior year that I really gave my life. So I wasn't baptized until this past year. Mm. Um, and that's not to say like, you can't give your life to Christ without baptism, but I do think that's an essential part and totally. kind of handing your life over and giving yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, so really my walk is, I would say, mm-hmm. I've really given my life to Christ just recently in the past year and a half, two years. Yeah. Sean, I appreciate you sharing. I think what's funny how God works in an interesting way is, is you talk about how you gave your life in, in that period between uh, your senior year and your entrance into the professional world. Um, and obviously you had the opportunity, as we mentioned earlier, to play um, the season, the 2020-2021 uh, season with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, share with us kind of how you navigated as you were entering uh, your, your walk with Christ and, and, like you said, surrendering to him and entering that uh, stage of your life. How did you navigate the unique challenges at the NBA presents? Obviously, I've heard you share stories about the, the different things in the locker room setting and outside of that. How did you handle those unique pressures? Yeah, it's different. It's uh I think probably a lot of people experience this as you move into the professional world, whatever aspect of life you're in. Um, and then also moving into a stage where I was m- moving away from dating to um, now being married mm-hmm. um, with a, with a child on the way. And a lot of people, when you get to that stage, it becomes financial. Like, can I provide? Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing in the NBA. You see guys out here, and yes, everybody loves the game, but a lot of it comes down to I want to play as well as I can so I can get that $100 million deal. Like basketball at this point has turned into a business, honestly, and and there's a lot of guys that I think get caught up in the the money, um, the lifestyle, the fame. Right. And, And that was kind of hard for me to navigate as somebody coming into the league, you want to fit in. Right. But also, I didn't want to become somebody other than who I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I had to kind of maneuver my way through that. And, and honestly, honestly, through a lot of prayer, um, just be grateful for what I have, regardless of if basketball works out, regardless of if mm-hmm. the financials work out. Yeah. I don't want to get caught up in idolizing that stuff. And right. um, I don't want to give myself over to fit in Mm -hmm. um, in ways that I'm not comfortable just because I want people around um, Mm -hmm. the league to like me. Um, So for me, the bit, the biggest thing was just not compromising on, on the truth that I know from scripture, from God's word, um, just to be somebody that fits in at this level and and makes friends and uh, trying to constantly remind myself that I'm loved um, Mm, regardless of if it's, by people around here, whether I get their approval, whether I stick in the NBA, mm-hmm. um, I'm loved by one, the people around me uh, that are closest to me, my family, my friends, but ultimately that I'm loved by Christ. And yeah. whether yeah. I get a uh, millions of dollars now or not matters, not one single ounce um, in the grand scheme of eternity. So yeah. um, I'm trying to, to always remind myself that we're not supposed to store up treasure here on earth mm-hmm. um, that our treasure will be in heaven. So um, that's been, that's been the biggest reminder and yeah. my biggest focus in this industry that 
oftentimes I think people can get caught up in the materialistic things. Totally brother. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing Sean. I think it's cool even just seeing that you have that mindset being in such a materialistic and self-focused environment. Um, it's definitely, it's a game you love and it's a blessing to be a part of, um, of that league and that, um, that organization in Memphis, but definitely I think it's cool for you uh, to even be a witness there. I think for our students listening, uh, being, uh, working in the sport industry, being a part of a team, um, a big part of, of that walk with Christ in that environment is being a witness. Um, I for think sure. I, it's, I always say to myself, you know, I'm in ministry, but the people I, I talk to are oftentimes already believers. And so it's more so mentorship. Um, but for a lot of our students and yourself in the sports industry, a lot of your ministry is to people that don't know Christ, that don't know the true gospel, that don't know the hope that we have. Um, and so the impact that you can have is huge. Um, and we're all in ministry in some aspect of our lives, whether it's to our own families, to people at work, uh, to our friends on social media. It's been cool to see you and how you use your social media. I think that's something uh, we can learn from as well. So I appreciate you sharing. Awesome. I think uh, I'll add one thing there is that I think that uh, there's definitely a lot better basketball players out there than me. Yeah. Um, but I believe that, that God kind of put me in this position because of the way he's moved in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, like you said, we're all in ministry in some form or fashion. Right. Um, I believe that maybe I'm not going to have an outreach to the whole league, but maybe right. I can touch one life and mm -hmm. um, impact people the way that some of my teammates, managers, and coaches did at Butler. Yeah. Um, so I think he put me here um, as a human being, not as a basketball player. Yeah, totally. I love that perspective, and I appreciate you sharing. It's great. It's great. Sean, you mentioned a little bit about your wife, Kennedy, and that you guys have a baby on the way soon. That's an awesome blessing. Uh, congratulations there. But share with us a little bit how that season of your life, the transition to marriage and obviously into fatherhood here soon, has really, how, the, how has the Lord used this season to really impact your walk with Him? Yeah, I think it's uh, been the greatest blessing on earth is to to find her um, and now to move into marriage and, and to becoming a father. I think one other thing that's really helped is um, it's forced me to mature as a person. Yeah. Also spiritual maturity. Um, I'm no longer the head over myself. I'm, I'm leading a family now yeah. um, and I'm called to lead them to Christ at all times. So yeah. I think um, the biggest thing has been one that I get to see Christ's love um, every day through Kennedy and mm -hmm. um, the way she loves me, the way she loves other people. Yeah. But then also just spiritual maturity that that's come from it and totally. kind of having to grow up and realize that I'm leading more than just myself now. Yeah. Absolutely, Sean. I think for a lot of our students that are, are entering a, a relationship or have been in a relationship and some are even at the stage of marriage, I think that's a great lesson. I mean, it is true that uh, it changes from you're not just over yourself, you're over uh, a marriage, you're over a child. Um, so yeah. it changes things and, and offers a new perspective. And definitely, I think spiritual maturity is something we should all be pursuing. Um, and I think, you know, obviously the Holy Spirit does the work, but if we don't put in time, we, we're, bound right. to, we're bound to backslide. Uh, I've seen it myself firsthand by, you know, making different mistakes here and there. Um, and so I think for, for both of us, we talked about many different ways that we're growing uh, in our spiritual maturity. But definitely, I think for our students listening that um, in preparation for that stage of your life, I think a lot of it is spiritual growth, um, truly trusting in the Lord in, in every aspect of your life, surrendering all things to Him, being in the Word, being diligent with prayer, uh, finding good community, those different things that, that we've talked about. And I definitely see... Uh, in your life. So I appreciate you sharing that. It's great. 
Sean, lastly, what is one lesson you have learned on your journey through so many different things um, that you would like to share with our listeners? I think um, the biggest thing would probably be to trust the Lord in every circumstance. And that Mm. doesn't mean like, I think one thing when I first started to have a relationship was I was confused on who God is and his attributes and his characteristics. Mm. So often I created God to be somebody I wanted him to be and somebody that I, that I wanted to give me everything um, that I desired because I believed in him and Mm. I loved him or so I said. Um, And I think the biggest thing was coming to realize that um, God isn't a genie in a bottle. He's not here to grant all our wishes. Life isn't going to be easy. Um, his word tells us that it's never going to be easy for us. Right. Um, we'll be persecuted for our faith, um, or we should be, right. um, if we're truly living like Christ was yeah. um, and is. So I think the biggest thing was just to trust who God was or who God is, um, to trust his word, to trust his guidance, to trust where he's taking us, yeah. um, to just give our lives completely to him. and. Mm-hmm. And trust him in all circumstances because there's not one aspect of our life that we can do on our own that's going to lead us to where we want to be as followers of Christ. So to not get confused about who God is Mm -hmm. um, and what he's going to do in my life just because I'm a follower of his. Yeah, uh, I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Totally, Sean. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing. I think it is uh, sometimes one of the biggest mistakes we make as, as followers of Christ is not truly knowing who God is. Um, yeah. It's it's a really, it can be a challenge. And I think that the biggest thing that helps, that's helped me in my walk with the, the understanding of him has been uh, diligence in reading scripture. Um, I think for our students, that is really where God has revealed himself in a special way. Um, we can't yeah. take that lightly. I mean, you know, this is obviously it's God's word inerrant. Um, and I think we need to, to trust that and trust who he is and what he says in his word. Um, and then your point on persecution, I think, is huge. Um, we often forget that. We're often afraid, I mean, myself included in this, afraid to say certain things to, to certain crowds, um, afraid to mention, you know, hey, like, you're a sinner. Like, you need, we need to recognize that. Those things can be hard, but I think, you know, God is going to work in people's hearts if we plant the right seeds. Um, and that is the truth of his, his real gospel that is revealed in Scripture. So that's tremendous, Sean. I appreciate you sharing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I also think, like, as followers, we can't approach it as pointing at people like they're the only ones making mistakes or saying, yeah, like we have to recognize in ourselves that we are sinners every single day. Um, and we try to move away from it. Yeah. Um, My past is filled with sin. I still sin to this day. Totally. I've probably sinned. I've hurt people recently. Like there's things that I'm not living a perfect life. Yeah. Um, we have to, be willing to to for prayer to um to pray to god that the holy spirit would come upon us that our lives would be changed our hearts and minds would be changed to align with his will for our life um and and it's not about being a hypocrite like we're not supposed to be out here calling other people out when we're making the exact same mistakes it's something where we have to change our lives um and then be willing to we're not trying to necessarily tell other people they're wrong Mm. but lead them to what 
is right and that's that's god yeah um, so i think that's a big thing as well it's not to be out here just pointing out people's mistakes and right and i think that's something that so many people have an issue with is, especially in american christianity is they feel like uh, uh, the christian walk is just a book of rules like that's mm. not what it is not at all when, when we truly change our lives and we're following after god mm. um, then that's going to be that's going to be what changes our lives and and yeah. um, that's where people will see the biggest and greatest change in our lives is when we give our lives up to christ absolutely i saw a quote the other day um, it said humility is the key ingredient to the christian walk and i think that is extremely true to say that uh, and, admit, yeah. and admit personally that hey like you know god didn't see anything in me god wasn't you know excited about you know my my potential it wasn't like oh this you know look at Noah how great he is simply right. it's simply grace undeserved grace um the bible says we are desperately wicked and and sick um and so we got to we got to handle that with with humility and recognizing that like you said even as we walk with christ we're still going to be sinners and, and we're yeah. going to we're going to fall short um we're going to do things that consistently or that are sin habits that we're trying to eliminate but are still really struggling with um, but the idea is not that we're supposed to live perfect lives. If we could, then, then Jesus wouldn't have had to come and there would have been a book of rules that we would have followed and that would have be the end of the story, but it's not. So that's a really good point. I appreciate you. Sure. That. Sean, it was an honor to have you on the podcast today and to hear your story. And as always, it is good to see you, my friend. Good to see you too, brother. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry, as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern Time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.